we last left off, the party discussed uh, what was discovered from the Cypriacs, discovering that the village in question was once Beatrice's home. At this revelation, Mordenkainen suggested returning to his tower and the prime Mordenkainen so that they might uh, teleport directly to the village, as it's a lot more direct a path than uh, hoping that hell uh, cooperates. They made their way back to the tower, where they spoke briefly with Mordenkainen, and uh, then went to rest with uh, Sevier and Beatrice having a heart-to-heart, and Sevier and Fall having a heart-to-heart. Um, and just before we pick up in the morning, Beatrice, I believe there was something you wanted to cover with your evening. Yes, so <clears throat> after Sevia leaves, Beatrice sort of pulls out the little book that she'd had and continues scribbling in it for a little bit. <clears throat> and then she um, closes that. She actually spends the night alternating between lying in bed, staring at the ceiling and pacing around because at the moment she actually doesn't need to sleep because she still has her little clay friend that um, means she doesn't need to eat, sleep or breathe. And that's, we're only a few days into the month that she has of that. Mm. So she's just having a time. All right. So the next morning, um, yeah. Is there anything in particular that folks want to do in the next morning before getting ready? Um, so you go through your morning preparation um, and eventually are gathered up by uh, Mordenkainen. Um, so, are you ready to go? Yes. Absolutely. Right. Prepared for whatever may come? As much as we can be. Right. So, Beatrice, you don't... No, you would... How long has it been since you have been to your uh, home village? It's been 15 years. 15 years. So an object won't be... An object won't help, but hopefully you shall be uh, of use as an an anchor. So... And um, Mordenkainen casts teleport and because of the uh, connection with Beatrice does not need to roll a percentile. Beatrice, you are home. It is in many ways much as you recognize it. It's a little more run down. Um, and it seems at this point 
uninhabited. But you recognize it at home, as home. Um, there's a giant statue of, uh, of Zariel, um, along the path, uh, that you find yourselves in, um, in front of what once was the, uh, was once the citadel of, uh, Lathander. Oh, no, not Lathander. That's, that's the original one. Um, what was once the, the, the citadel to, uh, Solace here. Um, and you all, you all see this, though there's not, obviously, the, uh, air of familiarity to the rest of you. Um, but um, you also all see a uh, translucent humanoid figure in front of you, wearing a heavy armor, looks like it would have been well treated in life. Um, Um, she's, this, this figure appears to be a, uh, a woman, uh, in her thirties, uh, and bearing a thin scar on her cheek. Um, and she gestures towards the citadel. And walks towards it and in, just walking through the door. Well, this is strange. Is this the, is, this is the place, Beatrice? It is. It's not as different as I thought it would be. Oh, much unchanged then. There's a couple of bits that are a little more damaged than they were, but it is mostly same. Hmm. Curious. Do you know that woman? Does Beatrice recognize the figure? Wrong me a history check. It's a 12. 12. Uh, you do not recognize her. No idea. Hmm. She didn't seem surprised to see us appear. She seems to want us to follow her. Yes. Is this normal modern canon? There is one thing that I have learned in my studies of the multiverse. Tis there is no such thing as normal. How profound. 
Well, should we follow then? Be on your guard, everyone. Okay. Yes. He strides forward after them. Mm. Yeah. Beatrice goes first. Scurry, right. scurry, scurry. Collectively venture towards the citadel. And when you enter, um, you see there is a bright white light as you enter that burns away any remaining blood and grit staining your clothes from your adventures um, here in hell uh, since Mordenkainen made those uh, clothes. Um, Restorative energy uh, brings life to numb muscles as the glow softens to reveal the interior of a sun-kissed cathedral with uh, light pouring through the stained glass windows. Pillars line a path from the door to a raised dais carved with celestial ruins. Embedded in a stone atop the dais is a glowing longsword. Some some funny magic and oh, is that the sword we need here already? Mm, it might be. The true question is: Is this going to be a repeat of the ab- the thing with the abbot? Yes, true. That said, there was there was there was a pretty decisive result with that one. It was in our favour. So either way, I'm sure we can take care of it. It feels almost too easy. Yes. So it is most certainly a trap. Should all be careful. So then, let's start having a look if there's anywhere else in here. Good idea. Karaka spins on his heels and has a look around as well. Just taking it in place. It is otherwise a fairly standard cathedral. Um... If anyone were to pay particular attention to the dais itself, they would note that there is text on there. Um, and What's it say? What's it say? Well, anyone Beatrice. except for Fall. Anyone except for Fall can understand the text on here. For it is written in Celestial. Um... And it says, the hero who becomes one with this blade exists no longer. So I presume everyone's kind of crowded around it. <laughs> or has one person gone up to have a look? Or um, I, I imagine Stevia would have gone up. Um, so... I don't know if maybe she read that aloud to everyone or if we are all huddled around. <laughs> um, is the woman still there, just quickly? Uh, you haven't seen her as you've been since entering. Okay. Hmm, uh, well, very strange. More profound profanities. You'd enjoy that, wouldn't you, Morden Carnan? 
Yes, speaking. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. He becomes one of the blade exists no longer. So it's sort of a danger, I suppose. Hmm. And the spirit um, appears before you walking um, as it comes almost almost coming from invisible into translucence uh, before your very eyes. Mm. Or as he whips around like with his hand on his, on the, like his new sword, like, oh, uh, mm. your sword then? Are you, do you dwell here? Speak. No, it is, it is not my blade. It is a blade of... Um, my commander before she fell. Oh, I see. So you are the people that uh, brought this place here then? That was after my time. Interesting. Corey looks over at Beatrice. And then back at the Celestial. Interesting. So would you be opposed to the fact that she fell? What's your stance yes. on this? Yes, I I was I was one of the Hell Riders. Paladins who fought against the darkness of the nine hells and the abyss. Oh good. Zariel, unfortunately fell that darkness over time and returned here to claim what her new twisted mind thought to be hers. Ah, so later. Yes. Not your quarry bit, not this one. No, I did not recognize. So how did you end up here? Has Zariel trapped you here? No, no. But I have stuck around with hope that someone might one day find the way to end the darkness that has entrenched itself around her heart. That is certainly a lot of dedication for a commander. That's very noble of you, um. This land holds memories. Even torn from its original place. Memories of the day that Zariel saved it. That would be warped in her mind. And when she fell, 
give her the justification to bring it with her. I see. Holds great value for you both, I suppose. What significance, pray tell, is the sword in all this? I was told it was uh, the key to her salvation and at her defeat. Can you elaborate? The sword was once hers. It is a sword of the divine, sword of um, true heroism. Oh, okay. There is anything that can wrest the darkness from her heart. The sword is certainly it. And now, uh, clarification. Resting the darkness from her heart, that is um, like a, a metaphorical sort of thing of like, you know, making her good again or something like that. And not just literally, you know, separating her heart from a body, that sort of thing. Or both. No, oh, yes, it is a metaphor. It is a metaphor. Ah, good. That is a good metaphor. Hmm. Okay. The Archdemon Zariel was once a, an angel. Hmm. She once fought for what is good and right in the multiverse. Interesting. Well, it is no surprise that she no longer does that then, I suppose. What caused it? Just uh, ceaselessness? Or something Asmodeus. else? Asmodeus turned her devotion against her twisted it to zealotry and madness. Wow. As really stuff a devil here, I presume? Another commander? <laughs> uh, you see out of the corner of your eye, like, Mordenkind in the face palm, basically. <laughs> Asmodeus is the ruler of all nine hells. He is the archdevil. Oh. Okay, then. I don't come from here, so, you know. Hmm. And I, originally, from where I come from, I sort of only really assumed that there was one devil and, you know, one angel. Interesting. But then I'm not very well read in those sorts of things. I don't usually interest me, but now they're real, so here we go. Okay. Interesting. Well, I suppose if you're going if that's going to happen to you, you might as well have it done to you. I'm not going to finish that sentence. That's going to sound bad. Well. Um interesting. So the sword, yes. Take it. Uh, she says, looking around, that there are some of you 
may not wholly believe what I say. Uh, what do you mean? What is your name, actually? Yale. Yale. Um, by what do you mean, Yale? We, of course, believe in the descent of Sariel. You would, you can argue that several, there has been a personal aspect of that. What makes you maybe think that, we do not believe? Maybe that is what I am detecting. Sylvia pointedly does not look at Beatrice. <laughs> tell me, what is your business here in idleness? We have been tasked with, well, finding this sword and then finding a way to use it to potentially achieve the goal you have waited here for. Yes, precisely. Kirk was like very like, and he was like, oh, so we're going to use it to like, like, yes, that's it. It's not an easy place to find. Zariel has control over the way that Avernus is shaped. Not always actively, but but always, at all times, at the very least, subconsciously. She endeavors to keep this place hidden. Oh dear, then could she know that we're here? It is possible. Good point, Fall. Be on your guard, everyone. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, so would you be willing to aid us in this? Or at least tell us how we may uh, wield this weapon? The weapon will only accept one that it deems worthy. In, like a, Sylvia looks so resigned when she says this, in sort of a categorical philosophical sense. I am not entirely certain. The sword may not work on the bygone parameters of good and evil then. Not inherently, though I'm sure it will reject those who have great darkness within their heart. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm certain one of us will be able to be able to get it, so that will be fine. And, uh, 
Yes, it will be good. Is it just so just taking it? It just won't be taken out of where it is. It cannot be removed except for one by one who is worthy. Well, well, that makes it easy then. All right, let's go. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Like, is it a reachable point? <laughs> yeah. It's just on the wall. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just on a stone. It's in a stone on the dais. Oh, on the dais. Like, will... Oh, okay. Well, that makes it easy then. He t- turns around to go and grab it. No, 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 well, there we go then. Beatrice, um, I'm, you collect swords. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, turns. Before Yale we turns. go touching things, Yale, hello. Con. Before we go, others touching things, I would like some clarification on the writing. If one of us takes up this mantle, what does it mean? Or is this only applicable to Zariel? I cannot say I truly know. L. Okay. Yale turns her head to look at Beatrice. You have been conspicuously silent during our conversing. Yet you seem as if you have a lot to say. I'm a quiet person, what can I say? This was my home before it was ripped into hell. I am sorry to hear that. Beatrice sort of just <clears throat> doesn't say anything, but she sort of juts, sort of chin up a little bit more. Were you here on the day that it was saved? That's a good question. Beatrice was not. Or if she if she was, she was very young to the point where she would not be uh, forming memories at that point. It was a little before my time. Hmm. I said before, land has memories. In a place like this, that is not simply a metaphor. 
Do you want me to show you the good that was once in Lady Zario? Beatrice looks around at the party. And sort of quirks an eyebrow. Or just kind of like shrugs, like, it's up to you. It is your choice, Beatrice. I agree. I would like to see. You see... Uh, all of you, you're, you are blinded as the light goes, it like increases in intensity and brightness to a sheer white. Um, and in a moment, the uh, cathedral seems to have de-aged by... It's hard to tell. Fifty years, a century. You you aren't entirely certain. But the sword and the stone are no longer on the dais. The dais. Um, and you hear screams of panic coming from outside, and you see acrid smoke seeping in through the cracks in the door. The doors swing open, and you see that you are at the edge of a small town of burning cottages, fields, and trees. Shrieking townsfolk run and tackling, snarling demons and gnolls. Can I get everyone to roll for initiative? Sorry, y'all. Okay, so Fall, you have one initiative, uh, but also tying with Mordenkainen, funnily enough. I bet I've got better dicks. Uh, almost so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, because you got 20, <laughs> he's got 17. In that case, I guess Paul is just going to kind of like look around like, what? <laughs> and then I guess just um, like shrug and then uh, run to the nearest enemy and flurry of blows. All right. So the nearest enemies from here are... Oh, yeah. They are within reach. Actually, you see the thing that swung open the door is a, uh, a giant... Um, who like humanoid toad-like demon 
Um, that is uh, known as a Hezru to anyone who would have studied uh, the Abyss, which probably would be probably just Sevia and Mordenkainen. Ball might know what a Hezru is. Um, you want to roll me an Arcana check? You can. Alright. But it has just managed to force the door open. I just know what it is. Uh, try me. It's a... It's not a... I, I roll, it's a four total. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Okay. But yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you run towards it and you notice this massive stench. Like, horrid stench coming off of it. Um... <laughs> not not as bad as the uh, the Cibriacs, but still mm. pretty bad. Mm. Um, Full's gonna keep that in mind if he needs to cast any poison resistance. Mm. But first, see if it will take a punch. All right. A swing with his um, staff. Right. So that's uh, twenty-four to hit. Twenty-four will certainly hit. Excellent. So that's 16 uh, bludgeoning damage. 16 bludgeoning. Uh, yep, and this is a magical weapon, so good. Full damage. Excellent. And then he's just going to go and kind of uh, give it a strike with his uh, fist, and that is a 26 to hit. That will hit. And that's 6 damage. Okay. And then kind of trying to jab it in the chin with his staff. That's a 19 to hit. 19 will suddenly hit. Awesome. Uh, 15 damage. All right. And, and one more. One more kick. One more for a flurry of blows. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 26 to hit. I love having good decks. That'll hit. That'll <laughs> suddenly hit. And that is 9 damage. All right. Excellent. Not and then he'll bad use his... Start extra 10 feet of movement that he gets to um, back away from it a bit yeah, and stand in front of the others. And yeah, not, it's been a while since you've used it, but as a, as a um, way of the drunken master mm. monk, you don't provoke an attack opportunity. Yeah, flurry of blows. Right. Um, Mordenkainen is going to... He's uh, going to start with... He doesn't know entirely what's coming next. So he is going to start with a mind sliver. Um, so the Hezru. Um, so you, you all see as the Hezru kind of squints as if it's got a horrid headache coming on. Um, and so this is an intelligence saving throw. Which it oh it literally can't save against Mordenkai <laughs> with intelligence saves. So um, mind sliver for not bad thirteen points of damage. Not too shabby for a cantrip. Um, all right. Next are uh, are these out yet? Yes, so you you uh, hear in the distance a um, 
the, the sound of like tackling uh, creatures. Um, but they are not close enough. Um, Beatrice, it is your go. So Beatrice is gonna sort of stand there for a moment and then she's gonna think and she she thinks about she's seen Conrad do something like this and she sort of gets this look of concentration on her face and I'm gonna cast Summon Beast at second level. All right. Um, and so a bestial spirit comes forth. Yeah. All right. So it, uh, yes. So summon the beast. Do you get to do anything with it on this turn? And also, what kind of beast are you summoning? It is. Um, so it's a small beast, and she summons a lynx. All right, so this would uh, which, be a uh, land basically, beast. Uh, a bobcat. Mm. All right. And I don't think it... Um, oh, in combat, this creature shares your initiative count but takes it turn, its turn immediately after yours. And so with your that... verbal commands, no action required. If you don't take any... If you don't issue any, it takes a dodge action and uses it. So, yeah, no action required to... Yeah. To get it to attack. So you can send it to attack if you want. You can. Yeah. So, um, Beatrice is also just going to take a uh, bonus action Slayer's Prey on our little uh, toad friend. Alright. And then she's going to send her links up to take a swipe. Alright. Demon Toad. Roll to hit. Um, so that's a 15 to hit. 15 just misses. Oh. It leaps up and swipes yes. and just, just barely misses. Yeah. And that, I believe, is its go. You, mm-hmm. only, you only would have cast this with the second level spell, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. only second level. I don't have anything higher than that at the moment. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Conrad. Alrighty. So, um, Conrad just calls and goes, I'm getting so tired of being shunted around different planes. <laughs> um, and then he draws his, um, his new rapier, um, which he then as a bonus action activates um so it bursts into flames which kind of like does a little like brief double take kind of like ah yes mm. <laughs> and then goes to attack the nearest thing so it's this this thing that we're all attacking i believe yes um, the the uh the hezru hezru okay cool so um that's a 17 to hit that that hits certainly hits cool cool so it's a d8 plus seven, so that's a two plus seven, so um, a nine, and then I get 2d10 fire damage um, yep. from the green flame. But now, one thing you'll notice as the fire kind of starts uh, enveloping it is 
but it doesn't do quite as much damage as you would expect. It is resistant right. to fire. That's all right. So halved, it does five damage. Of five. Fire. Oh, five. Ten damage. or five. All right. Um, the Hezro is looking shaky. Cool, and I attack again. Oh yeah. So I get two Multi attacks. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Um, so it's seventeen again. Yep, um, so it does hit. Hits. Yep. All right. So a D eight. So that's. Uh, uh, three plus seven, so ten all up, regular damage, and then yep. the fire is um, nine, so three damage, I guess, would round down to right. fire damage. Uh, no, four. No, oh, four. Okay, cool. Yep. And um, so, yeah, he just kind of like, because it's like, oh my god, and then just lunges forward with the fire, and he's just kind of like trying to get a feel of it because he hasn't fought with it yet, so the weight of mm. it. Kind of, it's making it a bit difficult for him to balance with it, but he's just like, again, quite fluid in that sort of yeah. trained way that Conrad fights. Unfortunately, this is this is a big giant toad monster, so it's fairly easy to hit. Yeah. Which yeah. which offsets that kind of unfamiliarity. Yeah. So regardless, he's he's not as finessed as he would like to be, but mm. it's big, so he can hit it. Yeah. And then he kind of just like turns and is like, um, let's let's get rid of this thing, yes. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, Cedia. Uh, yes, absolutely. And she does briefly look at Yale and go, "Is it really necessary that we be participants?" And then uh, is going to whip back around and shoot a guiding bolt at this thing, uh, All just right. at first level. Yep. Because I'm feeling radiant might do something. <laughs> uh. That's a 16 to hit. That is literally the AC. Hell yeah, baby! Literally just hits. So right, you know so. the AC now, so I'll, tr- I'll trust you if if you work it out as 16, you can just say that hits. Yep. So that is 46 of Radiant. Yep. That's three sixes and a three, baby. Six, so 12, 21. 18, 21, and... Oh no, it has to be a wizard evocation spell. Okay. Oh well. Yep. So 21 points of radiant damage. Alright. Uh, that doesn't seem to do any additional damage, but it does do full damage. Yep. Um, and also the next attack against it has advantage. Yes. As it starts glowing with radiant light yeah. while it writhes around like a giant toad. There we go. Mm. Um, now. It is the Hezra's go. Now, as Paul got out of dodge, um, and I don't think Beatrice has charged up yet, has she? So it's just Conrad and the Lynx. Uh, and it gets three attacks, so it is going to... Uh, it's going it, to... Yeah, so it's going to start with a bite, trying to chomp you, Conrad. Try to chomp you up. Oh, wow. We haven't um, had a drink yet. <laughs> um, that's a 16. You're, that's as your, your kind of rebuff of it. Uh, that's what he says. You just, yeah, you just wow, cheekily rebuff like it as, it ste- as you step to the side. Um, then it does a claw attack against you. Uh, that's a 12, which misses. And then Got to another hit better against than that one. The Lynx. 
another claw against the Lynx, which is a natural one. <laughs> um, and that is its go, rather pathetically. Um, Aaron yeah. looks very pleased with himself that he, he dodged this, this giant creature. Mm. Um, he does it very quickly, like, do you want to see? Anyway, combat. <laughs> uh, Beatrice, Conrad, and Paul, you you uh, you see outside that there is a um, like you just just past the Hezra, you can see that there is a uh, giant hyena attacking a uh, a mastiff, or like in combat with a mastiff. Um, sorry, mastiff misses the giant hyena. Giant uh, hyena misses. Um, Alright. And then there are. Yeah. Um, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't quite see these things from there. Um, but I need to see if any of them would uh, hit here. Um, or probably given their target, how many? Would would uh, hit here? Uh, oh no, they're clawing. They're clawing at an overturned cut. Okay, so that's going to be fine for now. Okay, four. We're back to your go. Okay. So you are ten feet away from the Hezru. Excellent. I'll uh, duck around Conrad and go in for another strike. All right. Uh, that's a dirty twenty. Dirty so twenty hits. Yes. For 11 bludgeoning damage. Alright. And then a uh, going for a kick. Oh, we got a natural 20. Oh. Damn, it wasn't on stuff of striking. Okay, there. so um, that is. What's max damage? Uh, 12 plus 5. So 17 plus this. 17 plus 11. Um, so you, so this was a fist, was it? Yeah. So, so you, with your first attack, whack the Hezru yeah. with the, was it a kick? Did yes. you say? <laughs> so you whack the Hezru with, with the staff and then raise your foot up and kick it. And as you do, you kick through it as it swaths down into, um, this, this, uh, Icarus substance. Um, can I get you to roll? Um, I believe it's a, uh, con save? Do you want me to do that too, Darby? Uh, no, because it's not exploding out. Okay. I I got a 15. Um, 15. Um, I need to find this, this table. Um, I will search it in beyond. That will make so Fort probably looks kind of like startled by seeing this like just kind of dissolve into liquid. What, <laughs> what, was, your, what was your save oh, again? Uh, 15. 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The DC was only 10. So you're oh, fine. Excellent. Excellent. So he just shakes yeah. it off like, oh, oh, I didn't think it would do that. Um, uh, that one's gone, I guess. Alright. Um, Bro, okay. this is a good job, though. Um, yes. Alright. 
So, um, yeah, and you see before before you there is yeah by the by the statue there is a hyena attacking a mastiff. Um, a little further beyond there are six dretches, um, almost pig-faced, almost monkey-like uh, demons scratching at an overturned cart, and then further down the road uh, some gnolls. Uh, hyena-like humanoids. I still have um, two attacks, but I think Fall would look at the hyena and the mastiff and be like, I don't know which one is the, one is the good one. You can um, roll me an insight check, I guess. Within reach? Yeah. Um, let me 40. check as you roll that insight like check. 35 feet. Um, oh no. I rolled an eight. Eight? Uh... Yeah, it's hard to tell. Hard yes. to tell. Uh, and the dredges are not within range for your standard movement. Okay, so Fall just kind of run like halfway towards the hyena and the mastiff and then just be like, hmm. <laughs> and they'll just call back, uh, direct me where to go next. And that's my, my turn. Okay. Um, Mordenkainen, uh, is going to uh, he no, that I was gonna I had a thought but that would be a waste of how high level a spell it is um, if he has got it even has got it prepared um, he is going to cast um, Um, you know what? He is going to cast with a fourth level spell, fly on himself and Sevia. Me? You don't have to use it, just might help to uh, keep out of uh, harm's way. Oh, thank you. Before he uh, flies out. Of the uh, of the cathedral. So yes, you have a fly speed of sixty feet currently. Um, as the gnolls are going to start charging towards, um, yeah, towards the temple. Um, though it, they only get probably about as far as the car. Um, with with their movement. Um, Beatrice, it's your go. Um, so Beatrice is going to run out the door of the temple mm-hmm. and uh, she's going to fire two arrows into a, two of the gnolls. Okay. Roll to hit. So the first one is a natural 19. Yeah, that'll certainly hit. The second one, uh, I'll roll damage on the first one. Yeah. 
decide decide once you've done damage whether you're targeting a separate one or the same one. I guess. Uh, twelve points. Twelve points. Okay. Damage. So the one you hit is still standing, but it's really rough. She's gonna. She's gonna aim at one of the other ones. Still. Um. Actually, no. She's gonna shoot at the same one. Okay. Twenty-three to hit. Certainly hits. Eight points of damage. Um, It is just still standing. Um, Seems seems to be just anger holding it up at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Beatrice too. How relatable. We're just like, ah, mood. So... Uh, you still have your bonus action and any movement you want to use, and then your uh, beast. Um, I'm not going to use any bonus action. Uh-huh. She's going to stand her ground and wait for them to come to her. So it's uh, a lovely Lynx's turn. Um, can the lynx reach the gnolls from where it is? It's only got a, it's got a speed of 30 feet. Um, no, it, could it get to the hyena? It, it could get to the hyena. Um, it could get to the gnolls if it dashed, but it wouldn't be able to do anything this turn and just be basically a sitting duck in the middle of six knolls. Yeah, Beatrice is going to point towards the hyena and say, say get it. Um, and it's going to run at the hyena. Alright. Go for a bit of a swipe. That's a 16 to hit. Uh, 16 hits, I believe. Uh, yes, 16 hits easily. So it takes uh, 11 points of da- piercing damage. Alright. Not too shabby. Um, then it is Conrad's turn. Alright. I was like... All right, hmm. Okay, let's go. Um, and he's gonna vault, vault towards where the, the the hyenas are, I believe, the closest enemy. Mm. Um, and um, uh, while he's doing that, he's oh, what's he gonna do? No, he's yeah, he's just gonna keep he's just gonna vault towards them. Um, he is gonna bonus action. Um, uh, look very sick. As he activates Form of Dread um, and gives himself 11 points of temporary hit points and his eyes go amber and yeah again he just goes very powerful all of a sudden as he's running. Can he reach any of the enemies in time? 
Uh, yeah, he can he can reach the um, the hyena, and oh. the hyena and mastiff. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Have we attacked any ether throws yet? Sorry. Uh, uh, the uh, the lynx has attacked mm -hmm. the the lynx has attacked the, the hyena. hyena. Okay, I was like, oh, attacking that one, I guess. <laughs> and he's going to attack, troll, attempt to attack the hyena, I guess. Um, uh, so that first one's a 28 to hit, which I presume hits. Yeah. With his, um, the rapier. Um, so again, that's a d8 plus 7. Oh, sorry, <laughs> 8 points of damage. And then the, um, the fire damage, which is, um, 10 points of fire damage. For my first uh, attack. So, so 18 total. Yep. Oh, yep. Um, next roll was a nat natural 19, so right. that will hit. Um, so yep. D8. Another one. So <laughs> again, um, eight points of damage, regular damage, and then um, fire. Oh, that's that's okay. Um, so 13 points of fire damage. Yep, that is enough to slay the giant hyena. Excellent, so he vaults along, um, sort of regards the lynx for a moment, and then just like, again, he kind of like goes to one attack and then uppercut, undercut. Was... And then not that twist. it really, not that it really would have mattered. You technically should have been able to have a sneak attack on one of those. Oh, true. Because the lynx is an ally. <laughs> Oh, sure, yeah, you're right. Oh, well, he, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll do 20 to see if I got it. No, no, 20s, there we go. Wouldn't, wouldn't have given you advantage, but it would have, um, it would have allowed the sneak attack, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, again, uh, uppercut, undercut, and then mm. twist. Yeah. He twists okay. files. And then he yeah. kind of just draws his sword out and like, that one's down, next one. All right. Um... So, uh, da 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 da. Sevia, it's your go. Um, is Yale actually still with us? No. Quite cute. Yale is nowhere to be seen. Okay, cool. So Sevia kind of yelled at nothing before. She just kind of goes, like, looks around at the empty cathedral and goes, okay! And then is gonna. You know what? For funsies, she'll fly to the door, but she is like very trepidatious about flying. She's like, I think I can do this. So she flies to the door. She's going to kind of hover. She's mostly trying to like stay out of reach of anyone taking a swipe at her uh, if they were to. And she's going to get sight on the knolls. Yeah. Are they within 120 feet? Yeah. Okay. She would like to cast a fourth level magic missile to hit all of them with a little bit of damage. All right, not what I was expecting. No, she <laughs> she's had conversations with mm. people. Yeah. This is <laughs> this is okay. one of the contexts. So um. So so six darts. Max damage on six darts. All right, so all. <laughs> Like, I mean, for starters, you take out the one that uh, that Beatrice uh, had 
done a significant amount of damage to, and yeah, you do a good chunk of damage to each of the gnolls. Yeah, uh, five for each of them. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, CB is like, probably would look very cool, CB is like flying in midair, and then she like shoots these six beams of like white Mm. magic out, like it's almost like she throws her hand and these six beams just shoot out and they just zoom through the air and just slam into these gnolls and it would look so cool if her face were not going okay i'm in the air i'm in the air oh god oh god ah. all right all right uh next is the mastiff's turn it is at the moment going to do nothing um then the uh the dr- the dretchers, they are going to continue scratching away at the carp. Fall, it is your go. Um, okay. How close can I get to the gnolls? Um, so you were... Remind you I was were, near the, um, the, uh, mastiff. Yeah. So, you could... If you dashed, you could get to the gnolls. Okay, I will, um... Which you can do with a bonus action if you use Step of the Wind. True. I will Step of the Wind, and then Flurry of Blows. I'm not sure how that works bonus action-wise, actually. Can I...? Hmm, monks are confusing. You bonus action, you can always bring it right? Like, it's kind of just... Yeah, so you can... Something that yeah. happens, it's you just... You can bonus action... Anyway. Yeah, so you can bonus attack. action dash, and then do your two your two attacks with your staff. It's extra bonus... Okay, I guess. Okay. All right, all right. I will get there. And now I will... I will hit... the gnolls. I do... I mean, uh, with 24. Uh, yeah, that certainly hit. Excellent. So that is ten bludgeoning damage. Yep. That. No. So that doesn't take out the one you hit, but it does a good chunk of damage to it. Excellent. So I'll, I'll get them with a punch. Uh, that's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. I'll hit. And that's six damage. Six damage. Okay. Uh, this one is just hanging on. Just okay. hang it on. I'll do my uh, bon- I'll do an extra punch again to see if I can get uh, that one. I've already bonus action dashed. Oh, okay. So yeah. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No yeah. flurry bows. Um. In that case, I will see if I can get it with my last uh star strike of twenty nine to hit. You've used. You only get two attacks when you're when you because you've used your bonus action for the dash. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's what I was confused about. Oh, but. Man. Excellent. Was one of those attacks with with an unarmed strike? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll. Okay. What's the addition? You would have had a higher bonus for, wouldn't you, if you yeah. had gone? Yeah. Yeah. Just add a plus three to that one. Plus three. So yeah, that would have taken it out. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And then I'll All just right. turn to face the next one. I'm ready. Yeah. Um. Then it is more than Guinan's go. Um, he is going to... Does, does he have... 
yeah, he's going to see what you did, Sevier, and think, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, except for he... Yeah, no, he'll 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 stick with the nulls. So he'll use a second level because it's down to just four, um, and hit all four nulls. Uh, what? D four of damage. Uh, minimum, unfortunately, but but that is still two points of damage to every null. Um, all right. Um, next are the Nulls, who, there are two targets within range of the Nulls, I believe. Memory serves. Um, Paul and, uh, the, the, the Lynx, unless I am forgetting something in the chaos of all this. Lynx was Lynx. where, the Lynx was where the Hyena and the Mastiff were. Beatrice is sort uh, of yes. halfway between the knolls and the church. Yeah. Yeah. And then Conrad's still where the hyena. Yeah. Okay. So it is just yeah. fall then. Sorry, fall. You're going to take four bite attacks. Uh, um, first one's a seven. Uh, so that misses. Second is a 21. So that'll hit. Are they within uh, five feet of each other? Uh, yes. Can I make the first one hit the second one? <laughs> In that case. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It does that. Um, uh, third one is a 13, which misses. And the fourth one is a 17, which just misses. Yeah. So only one actually hits you for yeah. quite nasty 12 points of piercing damage. I see. And that one um, lashes out at me after I I, um, I kind of duck out of the way of the first one, making it crash into the second one and get it with a bite, and then the second one turns on me and swipes at me. Yeah, so let's see how much the uh, the one that attacks... <laughs> Sorry, this was very near to minimum damage. <laughs> um, it's something. All right. Uh, next is Beatrice. Beatrice <clears throat> is going to see, uh, pull out her sword, her sun sword. Um, and actually, no. Beatrice is going to pull out her regular short sword. And at bonus action, she's going to cast Searing Smite. Okay. On it. Yeah. At the first level. And she is going to... Is she, she's She's got enough space to run up to the knolls. Mm. Uh, yeah, because you, you were by the... You were by the hyenas? The I was hyenas. a little... Wasn't quite where the hyena... I was like... I'd made my way towards... Beatrice had started making her way towards the knolls. She gotten as close okay. to them as she could. Yeah. Um, so you probably still have to dash from where you are. She'll dash then to get there. Give Folsom back up. All right. All right. Um, 
Conrad, your go. Uh, the lynx. Ah, yes, the lynx. Um, <clears throat> she's going to call the lynx to her as she runs. And she's going to get to dash with her. All right. Uh, now it's Conrad's go. Alrighty. Um, so Conrad. Um, that. Okay, next one over there. Let's go. And he's going to dash over. All right. Um, now you're a rogue, so you can bonus action dash. So you can actually get oh. there and still have your action. Awesome. Bonus action dash, and then I stabby stab. Yeah. Two attacks. I artfully glide my rapier through the air and stab into the nearest one. Um, so that's a 15 to hit. Uh, for the null, that just hits. Okay, cool. Um, so, so D8. Yep. 15 is their AC. Yep, so D8, so that was a 7, so 14 points of damage, and then 14. the fire damage on you top of that. Okay. I was going to say you have allies within range. Um, oh, yes, true, So true. sneak attack is viable. Doesn't really it's... matter because cause even if you rolled ones on your fire, fire damage, damage yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> is gone. enough to take this null out. And the uh, next one yeah. attack. Uh, so that's a, well, it's a 14 to hit plus 11, so 26 to hit. So that's that's got it. Yeah. D8, which is a 7. So again... So 14 damage altogether. 14. And then the fire then damage is going to come in. And this damage is, is a 6 and a 9. Nice. Uh, that also uh, burns no point and slices this knoll to a crisp. Yeah. So I can't imagine that the, well, the way the rapier works too is Connor does his little fancy boy stuff with, this, with the rapier. And like, because he's always like, you know very fluid and then stab up to get the very quickly managing very quickly managing to adjust to the the way the blade moves yeah and probably he's now that he's getting more used recently he just is like he just starts laughing (laughs) this is excellent good job everyone and just keeps laughing alright Sevia your go cool so there's like a null left. <laughs> uh, two nulls. Two nulls. One and is then... shaky, one is still uh, reasonably stable. Okay, and then there's the dretches. Yes, which are is there... demons. Is there anything else? Uh, roll me a perception check. Ooh, this one. Uh, hell yeah, that's it. Uh, okay, dirty 20. Dirty 20. Um, you can't see anything directly, but there is probably a reason the directions are very much laser focused on that, uh, that cart and attacking it. Sylvia's going to see that. How far away are they from her? Uh, so you're basically just above the cathedral, aren't you? Yeah, kind of outside the front door, kind of hovering a little bit. Um, so you are probably about 120 feet-ish. Okay. At a ballpark estimate. Just realised if there's 
not a bad person under that little cart, my plan is going to end very poorly for them. So, um, I would like to use my 60 feet of fly energy to mm-hmm. get to the cart. How far is the cart from the Nulls? <laughs> uh, everything is happening around the cart, basically, at this point. Okay, um... Okay, okay, like hold knoll, on. Uh, if you're looking at it from the perspective of the cathedral, the knolls and your allies are pretty much right in front of the cart, and then behind that is the cart being scratched at by the dredgers. And there's four of them? Uh, six. Six of them. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I had a plan, and it's... <laughs> been thrown out the window by a possible civilian. Yes. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. This is a cube of effect spell. Is Mm -hmm. it possible to do a cube that will get the dretches and potentially the cart but not anything under the cart? No, but it's possible to do a cube that just gets the dretches. I so would like to do it. It wouldn't get the cart. Though. But it would get the dretches. Yes. Okay. I would like to do a fourth level shatter on the dretches. Alright. So which is why I had to fly. That's I have to be yeah. within 60 feet. Um that's con save, is it? Yes, it's Constitution 18. Uh, My plan was non-magical objects also take damage. (laughs) So I was going to, like, blow up the little cart. But uh, now I'm realizing there might be, like, a baby under there. So Um, I'm just going to roll damage for that. Oh, that was teetering on a 20. But uh, no, only one saved. Nice, 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 nice. Nice. Um... It's an evocation spell. It's a wizard spell. I'm going to add my intelligence modifier this to this damage. Thunder damage? Uh, shatter. 3d8 thunder. Oh, at a first, at second level, it's 3d8 thunder. I cast it yeah. at a fourth. So that is not great damage. Um, 15, 16, 18, 20. Uh... 25 points of damage. Alright. So you, uh, you. Half as much on a save. Yeah. So uh, you basically blow out most of their eardrums and they just. Five of them just collapse. Nice. So. So, yeah, for, for anyone. Because you said it is in such close proximity, um. The other members of the party would, because I believe the last one of the last times she used the spell was on the abbot, so they would mm. recognize these sort of hand motions. But then it's almost like there's no sound, there's no light, there's no, but there's this almost like energy vibrating through the air that like hits a point, and then just like there's a sound 
that would almost sound like the beginnings of like tinnitus to us, like just that vague ringing in the ears, like there's an explosion far away, but these dretches just collapse. And I believe, uh, no, there's different ones where there's actually something if you kill something with it. But I would imagine they're probably bleeding from the ears. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so unless you've got something you want to do with your bonus action, that sounds like I, your turn. Yeah, I still don't have any bonus action cantrip. Um, a little baby. So. <laughs> Even uh, though I have like 20 cantrips. There aren't too many bonus action cantrips, I don't think. Yeah. My head. Um, it is the Mastiff's turn. It is going to use a dodge action to run up to Conrad's side. Um, I was gonna say when like when Conrad like starts hearing that the tinnitus starts down, he stops laughing um, and just like steals from a but then he opens his eyes and there's a big doggo. Ah, oh, so you're happy again. So it's great. Um, Red letter day. <laughs> um, hmm. The dredge, the dredge is gonna waste its turn. Like, ah, uh, actually, I'll, I'll roll an intelligence check for it. Yeah, no, the dredge is gonna waste its turn jumping up, trying to attack you, Sevia. Just like, yeah, yeah. She still uh, reacts as if it's going to hit her. She's like, ah. Uh, fall is your go. Uh, excellent. Two knolls left around you, and a uh, dretch comically leaping up to try to attack Sevia. Yes, yes. Who is who is many many feet above it? Mm. Yeah, and I will say that when um. I guess if Fall like glanced over and saw that Sylvia uh, was doing this motion, it's like, yeah, I was initially going to be like, oh, Fall startles at the sound, but no, she she got rid of the sound component. <laughs> That's very sweet. Um, yeah, so he'll like look at uh, like the director for a little bit of concern, see that Sylvia is fine, and then go to take out the gnolls. All right. So I will go to uh, strike them with my stuff. All right. Certainly hits. <laughs> I saw that pop up in D and D Beyond. It's like that is. Yeah. I also saw that pop up. It's wild. My God. So is this is this on the shakier or, or of the two or the one that's still fairly stable? Um, it probably go for the shakier one first. So okay. that's uh, twelve damage. Yeah. Uh, you whack it in the head in the head and it just collapses to the ground. Yeah, um, um, and you still have, uh, mm. you still have potentially many attacks. Indeed. So he'll go and I guess do like a like a jumping kick over to the next one. Oh, that's a twenty-seven to hit. That'll hit. And that's eight damage. Uh, yep. All right. It, it is still standing, but quite shaky. And then I swing to the side with a blow with a staff. Uh, that's mm. 27 to hit. <laughs> yeah, certainly hits. And that is 11 damage. That is enough to knock it out. Excellent. Um, knock it to the ground. Um, 
So basically there is just one dretch left. You can go over to it if you want. Um, yeah, I guess he would st- he would like survey the area and then go running for the final dredge. Yeah, and that's his go. All right, um, it's close enough that you could attack it if you wanted to go flurry of blows. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, why not? Why not? And I'll run over and I'll just give it a wallop. <laughs> that's twenty three to hit. That'll hit. And that is six damage. Six da- that's exactly how many hit points it had left. <laughs> um, Excellent. All right. So, um, the end of your turn, a, cup, a couple of things happen. So, there was a woman underneath the cart who comes out and and says, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, um, before running to safety. Um, as a chorus of screams rises up as people, sheep and pigs scamper through the town um, chased by a demon with the lower body of a great serpent and the upper body of a six-armed knoll clutching a wicked sword in each of its clawed hands Um, and that is where we're going to leave it for this week oh yeah Oh, oh boy. Cool. Oh, oh yeah. See you next week, everyone. Yes, thanks See for you listening. Next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye.